Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy, Hold, Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we'll be asking our guests to analyze each other's highest conviction holdings. Plus, we'll also ask them to name one market darling that is in for some troubled times ahead. To do that, we're joined by Waystone Capital's Raz Buyan and James Rutledge from Perpetual. First off the ranks today is ResMed. It's one of Raz's top holdings. Its share price has lifted around 30% over the past year. Raz, I think I might know your answer for this, but is it a buy, hold or sell? It's definitely a buy. It's one of our conviction buys. It has been the funds for a long time and has done our unit holders really well. Um, the company is obviously the a global leader in sleep therapy, but what's important is in the last 12 months, we've had its biggest competitor, Philips Respironics, have a recall. And we are really big on industry structure. And here is a classic example where the market, in our view, will shift quite dramatically over the course of the next two years as ResMed takes share from Respironics. ResMed is down around 10% year to date and it's suffered quite a lot from supply chain shortages, in particular semiconductor chips. James, over to you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, it's a sell for us. We think that the market's overestimating uh, the benefits from uh, the Philips recall and given the chip shortage in the next six months, we think that could be prolonged just given the situation in Ukraine and the neon gas shortage uh, that we're seeing there. So we think the market's overestimating that benefit and given the valuation, uh, we think it's, it's looking fully priced here. Next up, we have another of Raz's top stocks. It's Transurban Group. Traffic decreased by 4.8% in the half and saw earnings drop around 7%. James, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, that's another sell for us. Um, so we do struggle uh, with Transurban just given the level of gearing uh, within the business. Operationally, uh, we expect to see you know, traffic volumes improve, uh, maybe overshoot pre-COVID levels, but structurally probably go back towards pre-COVID levels. Um, but really the dividend is reliant on refinancing uh, the assets and you know, in a higher debt, uh, in a higher rate environment, uh, a heavily indebted long duration asset, uh, we think will struggle to outperform. Raz, this is one of your top stocks. Why is Transurban Group a buy right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with some of what James has raised. Our view is that Transurban ha has been in the portfolios for a long time and has been, so we've always been quite big on infrastructure stocks. We obviously own Sydney Airport, that's been taken out, and Transurban's the other business that's basically got, obviously, infrastructure assets, the road networks in the eastern seaboard and the capital cities. We've always liked these alternative assets. What Transurban brings is this basically internal growth inside the network because they've obviously got North Connects coming on. 
They've got WestConnects. Mm. And as James pointed out, we've obviously had issues with COVID in terms of the traffic. So that comes back. Typically, Transurban's assets have an average duration of over 30 years. We can worry about inflation in the short term and, and interest rates going up a little bit. But the reality is these are long duration assets and are basically irreplaceable assets. And as we talked about the fact that you know, Macquarie Bank and all these managers are looking for these kind of assets. You think about the sovereigns, the super funds, they're all looking for long duration assets. And this is one of the few listed companies in, in Australia that kind of give us that exposure and we really like it. Raz, it's your turn to tell us what you think of James's stocks. First up, we have Insurance Australia Group, IAG. There's obviously still ongoing flooding around the eastern coast of Australia. Not great for IAG or the people of Australia for that matter. Is it a buy, hold or sell? It's a buy for us. Um, and the reason for that is, I know it's, we've had these one in a 100 year flood events and we've got bushfires every kind of year now for the last three years. <laughs> But the reality is that they are typically longer duration events. And our view is that typically because of the market structure that we've got in Australia of the insurers, the personal insurers, they should be able to price up. And typically there's a lag between the pricing here that you get versus the perils that you've experienced, the floods that you talked about. And our view is that they'll price up to make sure that they're protected from those perils. And then the other big thing, of course, is something that we've talked about with Transurban, where interest rates have been a massive headwind as they've fallen, and we should get some rebound back. Okay, over to you, James. This is obviously one of your highest conviction calls. What yes. do you like about IAG? Yeah, IAG's a buy. Uh, it reminds us a lot of Woolworths a number of years ago when Woolworths was trading in the low 20s. Uh, it's a, it's a great business that's fallen on hard times, in part due to mismanagement. Uh, and we think that the Australian general insurance market's a great market. Um, it is very attractive and IAG's the clear number one player. Valuation-wise, it trades below the sum of shareholder funds and technical reserves, which is a really attractive entry point for any insurer, let alone one of as high quality as IAG. Let's talk about another of your top stocks. It's Santos. It seems fundies are super keen on this stock at the moment. I've heard it spoken about a lot lately, written yeah. about on Livewire Markets. It seemed to be like this energy transition, clean energy transition play. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, it's a buy. It's one of our largest holdings. Uh, we're quite positive on the oil and gas space, just given the limited capex that you've seen over the last number of years, and especially gas as a, a transition fuel. Uh, over the coming decades. Santos has really lagged the oil price over the last 12 months. And, and we think the main reason for that is really the lack of free cash flow generation over the next few years, uh, as a number of its projects really come capex. So we think that to see the stock outperform from here, uh, you need to see a sell down, especially around the Alaskan uh, project or a complete exit there. And that'll improve the free cash flow uh, outlook for the company. And you know, they do have um, some projects in that carbon capture and storage space as well, which could drive further valuation upside, but it's a clear buy for us. The stock has already outperformed this year. It's up around 19% compared to the ASX 200, which is relatively flat. Raz, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I think it's a long-term buy. You raised the issue about the stock price being up. That's true at Woodside as well, which is the only other large oil and gas company. And that's largely because of what's happened in Ukraine. We still think that the market the gas markets have structurally changed. And so we think that Santos as, large, as largely being a gas player should benefit from 
the fact that Australia is a big exporter of LNG, so we, th we think it's, it's a buy. We like the management and what they're doing with the business. There's a lot of organic growth inside the business. And as James pointed out, he talked about the carbon storage and the transition, which again is quite material to us. We asked our fundies to bring along one stock that they think is in for some troubled times ahead. Raz, I might start with you. What do yeah, you brought for us today? Reliance Worldwide which obviously floated a few years ago and has done exceptionally well growing in North America. And obviously they bought the John Guest acquisition in, in the UK and that's done quite well. What's happened obviously over the course of the last 18, 24 months is with COVID, you've seen the likes of Home Depot and Lowe do exceptionally well. And these guys are the, you know, their biggest buyers are effectively the retailers in the US. And so they've done remarkably well out of that. So our view is that the underlying market for Reliance grows at like two to 3% and they're obviously growing share but they're not growing at 20%. And so what happened there was obviously we are quite valuation driven. And when the stock went through $5, that was kind of enough for us. But in the short term, we just feel the market's expectations for earnings at a time when the Fed's raising interest rates quite, kind of quite aggressively, just trying to slow the housing market down. It's almost like you're fighting the Fed. When did you sell out of that one? That would have been late last year. Okay, over to you, James. Is there a market, darling, that you think could be in for some troubled times ahead? Yeah, similar theme to, to Raz. Um, so US housing exposed with James Hardy. Uh, the stock looks optically very cheap uh, at the moment, trading at just 18 times one year forward price to earnings. But we think that um, you know, margins where they are at 32, 33% in FY23 are, are unsustainably high. The tailwinds that you've seen from a stronger US housing market has really helped that margin in terms of the mix shift benefit. And you know, with, with mortgage rates in the US, the 30-year mortgage rate knocking on the door of 5%, we think that's a, that's a really uh, tough backdrop uh, for housing to grow. So you know, we're concerned about the margin. Uh, you know, US housing is above mid-cycle, probably going to come down with the move in the mortgage rate and they don't have a CEO at the moment. So direct, a bit directionless in terms of the strategy. So that's the one that uh, we think is well held by the market and is probably in for a tougher time despite the derating that you've seen. Well, that's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed that analysis of James and Raz's highest conviction holdings. If you like that episode, give it a like and remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding new content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.